Selling Studios, powered by RumbleOn.com. It's time to take you behind the scenes in Smashville. Cuts across, he scores! This is the Preds official podcast with Thomas Willis and Brooks Bratton. Powerful move from back of the net. On Smashville's best sports talk. ESPN. 102.5 The Game. Oh, it's good to be home. It's good to be back in the studio for the Predators official podcast, episode 61, here on ESPN 1025, the game streaming on the Game Nashville app. Brooks Bratton and Thomas Willis reunited again. We are of NashvillePredators.com, and we're excited to bring you another episode of the POP. Thomas, it's good to be home. It's, it, was, it was a trip. It was a long, it's 11 days. It's a long time to begin with, uh, and then when things don't go quite as you planned, it makes things a little bit longer. But it is nice to be back. We talked about it, and it's one of those things where you don't love the back-to-back set of games on a road trip. But when you look at it, and it's 10-plus days long, and you think to yourself, and we're only getting four games done? Yeah. Nah, yeah. Not ideal. Several breaks between multiple sets of games. I mean, as 1025's Braden Gall wanted to know about my four-hour walk in Vancouver, there was plenty of time for things like that. Sure. Which was lovely. Yes. Over 21,000 steps I got in. Vancouver. My dogs were barking. Look at you. <laughs> I say. I say. What else uh, do we have on today's show? Well, it's a good one. So we're going to recap that road trip. The Preds are back in Nashville, of course, to start a three-game homestand. Uh, probably one of the favorite interviews, at least I think, that we've ever done uh, coming up here in the next segment. We spoke to Austin Watson uh, earlier on. So we will chat with Waddy on all things Preds, golf, fatherhood, all sorts of things. Uh, really good chat with him. More on the Global Series. I know we kind of touched on that last week, but it had just come out, so we yeah. didn't have too many details yet. So we'll have some more info on that. The Winter Classic jerseys are officially out. You can buy them now. That's exciting. A uh, giveaway coming up in your Twitter questions, of course. So plenty to get to in the next 48 minutes or so. Uh, as I mentioned, the 2020 Winter Classic jersey now available for purchase at the Predators Team Store. And NashvilleLockerRoom.com. And NashvilleLockerRoom.com, which mm-hmm. you still need to drop for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Ryan Ellis jerseys, Matt Duchesne jerseys, Victor Arvidsson jerseys, Robertson's all in now. stock. Pecorine, Romagnosi right around the corner. So if and, you're still waiting on those, you'll get them soon. And plenty of blank jerseys, too, yes, as yes. well. If you're tons headed to the game on Saturday or anytime during this next homestand, tons of winter classic gear in general. I was just going to say that. So I, I took a trip down to the store on Friday um, myself and saw several things I had not seen, including like a w- almost white ski jacket like with, uh, look with some winter classic logos and, and hats and jackets and Very polos winter. and... Hey, I mean, there's no telling. Could this be the only time the Preds play in a Winter Classic? It very well could be. So the gear's the gear's going to be out there. So stock so up s- now. Buy your Christmas gifts and holiday gifts now. I am planning on doing some Christmas shopping down there this weekend. Yes. So, yes, family, friends, listening. Sorry, you know what you're getting. Yes, Thanksgiving gifts. <laughs> sure, New Year's Eve gifts. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good time to give out a Winter Classic gift. Hey, uh, the Preds are back home, as yep. we said, 1-2-1 and one on that road trip, a 2-1 shootout loss in San Jose since we last spoke. Of course, we know what happened in, in Detroit and Colorado on that trip. We spoke about that on the last show. Uh, that 2-1 loss in San Jose again. Philip Forsberg scored the lone goal. Yusisaros was very impressive, a seven-round shootout. San Jose eventually did score uh, to take the win. There were things to like in that game after the loss in Colorado, but as Forsberg said, the Predators had their chances in San Jose and weren't able to capitalize. And Martin Jones played really well too, honestly. But the Preds had that power play late uh, in in overtime to finish overtime, and uh, weren't able to get it done. 
Right. An instance where we've had such a gap between games, we covered half the road trip in our last episode. So only the last two games um, have occurred since we last spoke with you. And yeah, I think the Colorado loss, because it sets a franchise record with nine goals allowed, kind of defines that road trip. But I agree with you that the second half of it in San Jose and Vancouver was a bit better. Um, I think for me, the biggest critique is, and it's you know tough to lump these games together, but I think you can to a certain extent, and that is it's not even as much about what the opposition did, but a lack of what the Predators did. I feel there's a lack of an inspiring nature on offense in particular. I mean, we had a team that was roughly scoring four goals a game, it felt like, for a large chunk to start this season, yeah. and not really getting those same kind of offensive chances. It happened in San Jose, a little bit better on conversion in Vancouver, but kind of, by and large, the same thing in Vancouver as well. You felt like if this is a team that prides itself on his offenses, you know, put some more focus there with Matt Duchesne and, and those sort of personnel moves, and then that strategy with, you know, again, Dan Lambert having his impact on the power play and, you know, all the various things that the assistant coaches are doing to help Peter Laviolette's system on the ice. I want to I want to feel a little bit more. I want to see a little bit more. I want to see some high danger opportunities. I want to see some more conversion a- across that road trip as a whole. Yeah. I think if I had to pick one thing, that's the one thing I felt like was lacking from those four games. Yeah. No, that's fair. So move on from San Jose, a 5-3 loss in Vancouver. Kelly Arncroft, Mikhail Granlund got one, and Philip Forsberg scored again. Forsberg has goals in four straight, points mm-hmm. in five straight. He's played 12 games as of this recording on Friday afternoon. Has a point in every single one of those games but one, oh, nice. which is pretty astounding. Uh, a near-literal point-per-game player. A near-literal point-per-game player. If he wouldn't have gotten hurt, who knows uh, what kind of pace he'd be on right now. Uh, the Preds were frustrated with that loss in Vancouver because they felt like it was a game they could have won. Not, I don't want to sound like too much of a homer here trying to make excuses, but the Canucks did get a couple of bounces. Sure. But the penalty kill allowed three power play goals. That yeah. can't, happen. can't happen. But I I really felt like once Forsberg got that one on the power play, the third of the night for Nashville and Vancouver late in the third period, you really felt like it was going to be so many of those games that they've had over the last couple of seasons where mm-hmm. they come back, and even this season, where they come back and tie, at least tie it late. They had that. Uh, they they had pulled Pecorine late in the game in Vancouver, and were working it around, and just really couldn't get a good look. They really didn't get a good shot off at all uh, on that uh, on that extra attacker situation. Yeah, right. To that point, I felt like again, I can't imagine you didn't watch the game and are listening to this podcast. But for those that didn't, there was an empty net goal for the Canucks, so the Predators yeah. did have the opportunity into the dying moments to be able to tie it when they got down two goals in the third period. However. I think I agree with your point there that it felt like in no way were the Canucks some, you know, largely better team or, you know, more talented team than the Predators. It felt pretty equal. But when you're down two goals with roughly six or seven minutes left in the NHL, that's a race against the clock for me. Like, I, I thought to myself, yes, they could, of course, score four goals, but they might need 20, 30 minutes to do it, not not six. Um, so you get the one and you get an opportunity. And the dying moments was a little bit better. Um, I think that's been a bit of a, a gripe from some people so far. The Preds, four on three on the power play. You mentioned that in the San Jose game, that extra attacker when it comes to some fewer people. I know that's not the same thing, but kind of in those dying moments, getting those opportunities, there's been some opportunities to be able to score, and it just hasn't occurred yet. Uh, again, the sky's not falling, at least I don't no. think. I don't <laughs> know what that would look like, per se, if it well, were. That's that's what our friend Russell asked. Yes, I was saying, that's, why I, that's why I just mentioned No, it. no. Uh, well, so I, and I talked to Ryan Johansson and Austin Watson on Friday after practice, after two really good days of practice mm-hmm. at Centennial. I think Johansson said it best. He's, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been in a season without losing a few games in a row. It, it's going to happen, yeah, and sure. this, is, this is the first little real 
true losing streak of the season for the Predators. You knew it was going to come at some point. And then I, th- I think Austin Watson, I liked what he said too when he said, we don't feel like we're doing anything that's too uncharacteristic right now or making these big mistakes or anything. It's just little details that we need to sharpen up on. And I think two good solid days of practice will go a long way into helping improve that. Well, and I'll reiterate what I wrote in that recap in the Canucks game. And it was when you've lost a few games in a row and you're trying to salvage that road trip. Because, hey, if the Preds go 2-1-1 one, and one on the road trip, we're probably like, okay, you know. It was a good road you know, trip. Was, you, get, you get five out of eight points exactly, all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, and, and yet, when you're kind of gripping the stick a little too tightly, when you're desperate to get that last win, you know, to wrap up the road trip and hopefully end on a good note, the effort was fine. And across 82 games, the Preds can win with the effort that they had in Vancouver. They certainly can. But it feels like when you're on a losing streak, you don't always get that extra bounce. You don't get that you know extra play that you need to get the two points, and you're left being like, "How was the Preds playing that game?" Yeah, you know it was fine, and, and it wins sometimes, and it doesn't. But it it kind of feels like you you know get it weighs on your mind more often than not when you're trying to ooh, really get that last win and dig out of yourself and break a losing streak yeah. that it just doesn't go your way. Like again, I, I would be more frustrated with the San Jose game than I would the Vancouver. Vancouver game for example and again I'm not to delve into it one more time but just briefly I, I'm not worried about Colorado Nashville long term I think they're going to play some very exciting games across the rest of the season that was a maybe the sky was falling in that game the <laughs> rain when like it rains it. it pours a little bit yeah. so that, uh, again that was... a, a fluky where just everything happens together I, I would say if the Predators can return to where they were earlier in the season and I certainly think that they can especially now that you've got Philip Forsberg back when that goal expected goal range goes from three and a half to four again, the wins will come. Yeah, as I said to you on the last show, and I I said it to Darren McFarland in Vancouver as well. It's that Colorado game was such an anomaly, yep. and and San Jose and Vancouver are are two games that they easily could have won the Predators, but mm-hmm. they didn't. And so yep. the fact of the matter is they're they're not you know they're not hanging their heads, which they never do. They're really good about that on this club, but at the same time, you don't want to keep losing. So you, yep. you've got to find a way to get it done. So they'll have a chance to do that. Chicago on Saturday night, uh, Vancouver, or sorry, Winnipeg is back in here on Tuesday for the first time. And foodie night, 50% off concessions at the bridgey. And then wrap up the homestand with uh, Vancouver a little bit, a little bit later on in the week on Thursday. Yeah. And I just think the Preds will be presented with an opportunity to, like you mentioned, special teams. That was the issue. You gave up three goals on the power play on the penalty kill. Can't do that, but you've also got to get your power play back up. You've got to convert and win that game in San Jose. So you're going to have those opportunities. This homestand execute, and all of a sudden, we're in a much better place. All right, let's talk to Austin Watson. At least our lengthiest interview, I think, maybe ever our, on this show. Maybe our lengthiest interview, and as I said at the top, I think probably one of our better interviews. Very high quality. I enjoyed the conversation with Preds forward Austin Watson. That's next on the POP, the Preds official podcast on ESPN 102.5 The Game. Welcome back to the Predators official podcast here on ESPN 1025 The Game and streaming on the Game Nashville app. Brooks Bratton and Thomas Willis here at Centennial Sportsplex. It's time for another interview and our guest this week for the first time on the POP, Austin Watson, number 51 of your Nashville Predators. Waddy, first off, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me, guys. I didn't know what uh, this is all about. I haven't, uh, I haven't been on here before, obviously, so I'm excited. Yeah. That's good to have you. We've had a lot of your teammates. I think is Yost the one, the only one with three so far. Yeah, he's been on three times. He's got the podcast <laughs> hat trick, so we got a little ways to go, but we're we're gonna work on he's it. He's kind of famous, so I, I understand. <laughs> well, but now that you're on, you do have to subscribe and download and start listening. So there's kind of a you know Fair step that comes with this. Fair too. enough. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> so 
we talked about it a couple weeks ago on the show, but you are the proud owner of a new three-year contract that you recently signed. Kind of cool announced during the game on Halloween, but how happy are you to have that deal and know that you're going to be here in Nashville for a few more seasons, a place that you've already fallen in love with? Yeah, absolutely. No, um, super excited, really. Um, you know, coming into coming into this year, um, I think I mentioned it before. You know, I had a, it's a big year for me. Um, first time going through, um, you know, being a potential unrestricted free agent. Um, you know, with having uh, you know a tough year last year um, off the ice, not getting to play a whole lot. Um, you know, it was a little bit anxious coming into this year for sure um so to be able to have um the contract stuff um you know kind of said and done with and uh just be able to to play and kind of um you know envision uh, the next two three you know years down the road um be able to kind of set myself and um you know my family up with just being comfortable and um you know looking forward to what's coming ahead it's uh it's awesome and it was just it's really special it was a you know obviously different way to uh kind of announce that. i think i had somebody the next day like did you did you know I'm like, I, I mean it would be a little it would be a little weird if i uh, if i didn't know at the time but um you know it really is it's just um it's an exciting time for um you know myself jen um you know olivia doesn't know any better but uh you know she'll get to uh She'll get to stick around in, um, you know, the, the area that she's familiar with. Um, and, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it was, it was great to get done and, uh, you know, just super grateful to, you know, to have that deal and to uh, and to continue on this season. I think it's interesting how you just framed that. I think some guys might be like, I'm finally 27, I'm finally getting to touch the market, see what I could get, all those sort of things. I mean, you didn't describe that at all. You were, you were happy to be able to stay just where you are. No, I think that ultimately the goal um, – you know, for myself, and I think a lot of guys here um, would echo the same thing. It's um, you know, guys love it here, um, and and I'm no exception uh, to that. I, I I enjoy my time here. I, I think um, you know, some guys uh, have spent some time here in the summer, but pretty much the last five years, I've uh, I think I'm as local as it gets mm-hmm. now. Um, you know, everybody's kind of. There's a lot of transplant here, a lot of people from different cities that have uh, moved here, which is awesome. But, uh, you know, I've lived here the last five years. This is a, this is a place I call home. Um, yeah, I love this, this group of guys, the organization. Um, you know, I don't think there's there's a face from uh, from upstairs hockey ops right down to uh, you know, Mr. Craig Baugh over here like that, <laughs> that, I, that I don't know. And it's, uh, you know, I, I enjoy being here, and, and the ultimate goal was just to uh, – to figure out how to get that done and um fortunate to have it done you mentioned family you mentioned your daughter olivia beautiful young daughter what has fatherhood been like what's it like being a dad it's been great this morning was a little challenging she was up at she was up at six screaming which isn't like her um so tough day <laughs> but overall it's uh, it's incredible um you know the uh the the day the moment she's born um there's something at least for me and and i think talking to um other fathers it, it it's something you can't really explain until it, until it happens to you um just that feeling of um unconditional love um that you know I, you know i'm not I'm, I'm, a, I'm a proud christian but i'm not super um you know 
spiritual by any means or or but there's something you know kind of otherworldly about that that feeling um i've never had that replicated um you know in anything else there's just there's something about your um you know she's your blood um you know it's special it's uh, it really is a miracle and um you know it's just been it's been amazing I feel all those things. My daughter turns one in two weeks, so I'm going through those emotions. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but let's hear what's her latest words, what the things she's doing right now. At least for my daughter, again, it's like I feel like every day that passes, it's like she's a new person. I know. It is crazy, I guess. You know, as she starts to get doing things, you're like, oh, yes, like let's start walking. And then she's walking. I'm like, can you not walk, exactly. please? Um <laughs> Right now, I'm trying to put some sentences together. Yeah. She's um, she's figuring out a quite a plethora of words. Um, the the best one being no right now. Sure. Uh, I mean, it is. <laughs> sure. um, she's got a little sass, a little attitude to her, which um, you know, being myself and and Jen's daughter, I don't know where that really comes from. But um, <laughs> she's got she's got her own personality, which is awesome. Um, she's. You know, we got we got lucky. She sleeps. Um, I, sh- I guess I shouldn't even. I, every time I say this, I'm like I shouldn't say that. But she <laughs> she sleeps like ten, twelve yep. hours a night. It's yep. it's absolutely incredible. Yep. Um, and you know, she's just a just a big bundle of joy. She's uh, she's a happy kid. Um, she puts a smile on my face all the time, and um, you know, just she's just continuing to grow and evolve. I mean, like you said, every day it's something new. Yeah. Well, just the other day, Caroline was sitting there, and we caught her probably her first sentence and she was saying what was she saying don't do that so we were like oh great we say don't do that to her all the time and that's her first sentence so that 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 makes you feel good so while someone that you may have to say don't do that to from time to time another special member of the family phoebe (laughs) i think that's where she gets no from because we always just tell phoebe no 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 and then next thing you know that's what Libby's saying. <laughs> we got to ask about, we've asked every single one of your teammates that has a dog. We got to know about the dog. So tell us about Phoebe. Phoebe is awesome. Um, she is a big, uh, big puppy. Um, you know, she's, she's nine, 10 months now. Um, uh, purebred Great Dane. Um, she's massive and she is um, just a sweet, cuddly wimp. I guess is a good way to put it. Um, she does this thing where she kind of growls and barks when people come in the door, but then she starts backing away as they walk toward her. I'm like, you're not, you're not scaring anybody when you're you're backing off like that. But she uh, she's a great dog. Her and uh, her and Livy have a great relationship. Um, it's really it's really cool to see. Um, I don't know if I should allow her to do this, but Livy goes and like sits on her. And, um, you know, it's just it's just really incredible. Um, she's a great dog. We were, we are super blessed. Um, with phoebe she uh she's everything we could ask for in a dog um you know i didn't grow up with pets um and i've had pets into my uh, adulthood and um i really thought that you know for for livy to be able to have a uh to have a pet to have a little uh uh, a friend as she she grew up and they're kind of going to grow up together so um you know it's it's special and um you know they enjoy each other for the most part (laughs) we found out last week the preds are going to europe to start the season next year but you took a trip to paris this summer i I think that's a city that gets hyped up a lot how did it live up to expectations it it definitely did not disappoint um i had i'd never been over there um 
last week. I can't remember last vacation um, that I took. I don't, you know, Jen's been out of the country, but only really to like Mexico. Um, I've been overseas, but more along the lines of just hockey. Um, so to go and to spend some time and in such a famous city, um, I didn't know what to expect. Um, obviously, we were excited about it, but um, you know, when we got there. Um, everything we did um you know was was beyond what we expected um i would go back in a heartbeat i don't think you know there's not not every place that i've gone and visited i would say like oh i'm really excited to go (laughs) back you know next year um but paris is is a place that you know it, it just feels special when you get there um you know we did a lot of touristy type stuff we were there for 10 days so that was nice we got to um you know first four or five days i think we just knocked it all out of the park did you know all the museums we did the louvre um you know and then after that we kind of got our bearings a little bit and we're able to uh kind of just meander around and um just take in um you know some of the local um culture just walk the streets and um you know really just uh relax it was uh, it was a really cool trip awesome Preds forward Austin Watson is our guest here on the Preds official podcast on ESPN 1025 The Game. Would you call yourself a golfer? Is that fair to say? You're a pretty big golf guy now. I, I am a big golf guy. Uh, <laughs> big golf guy. Um, I really enjoy playing golf. Um, I'm not the greatest in the world, and uh, I'm, I'm not too bad either. Um, you know, I enjoy playing. Uh, spend a lot of time at the golf course during the summer. Um I, I love golf because it is it, it's such a reprieve for me um just being able to go outside um to be able to spend some time and um you know i'm, I'm out at the golf club of tennessee and it's just such a beautiful piece of property um to go out there and you know i get frustrated out there but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna pretend that uh, i don't have high expectations for myself that really aren't that warranted um <laughs> you know i don't practice often or at all for the, for the most part um but you know as frustrating as sometimes my my own mistakes and bad shots are um i really enjoy being out there it is uh you know it it, it allows me to take my mind off of um you know the 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 grind of um you know just daily life life's hard sometimes and to be able to go out there and spend four hours with um you know, with a bunch of guys that I've uh, developed relationships with over the last year and a half, two years, um, it's it's fun. That's something that I really enjoy doing. Have you ever hit a hole in one? I have not. <laughs> I have not, and it's, it's a it's a sore subject for those <laughs> of us that haven't uh-huh. had them. Um, you know, I got a <laughs> I got a buddy of mine. His his wife barely plays, barely plays at all, and he sends me a picture this summer of her with. I can't even remember. It might have been her first. It might have been her second hole when I'm just sitting there like, are you kidding me? Like, she plays once a year, and and you know what? But who knows? Maybe down the road. (laughs) So your teammates, because you at least once a year at PD's party, PD's foundation, um, the the golf tournament yearly, get out there with them and, and see kind of their skills. Is there someone on the team that you would say, yes, unequivocally, he's the best golfer? And is there someone who thinks they're a good golfer but really shouldn't say that Ooh, this Ooh. is a this is a very interesting topic so <laughs> i would i would have to say that ryan johansson is the best golfer on mm-hmm, our team okay. he um he's very good um we have some good matches i would say 
three out of four times he'll get me by a couple strokes but you know that odd time I do and I don't I don't let him forget it <laughs> um but I, I would say consistently uh hands down Joey is the the best golfer on our team now Yost is another interesting one he was so bad um about six months ago mm-hmm. and he really wanted to play golf and I I don't think I've ever seen quite a turnaround. He is a pretty darn good golfer today, and it's really it's really incredible. I mean, I guess he's just a, a gifted just athlete. Say, it does not, it does yeah. not surprise me to hear that Roman Yossi can just put his mind to something <laughs> and then just make it happen. Right? I mean, but it was it was crazy. I, I never I hadn't witnessed before quite a uh, you know he he got better by like twenty twenty five strokes, oh and I'm like. <laughs> Are you Seems serious unfair. right yeah. now? Um, but you know it. It's pretty. It's pretty neat to see. Um, it, it's fun that uh, guys and guys enjoy doing something like that away from the rank. That um, you know, when we come into town early, I'm here. I'm just kind of waiting for everybody to show yeah. up. Like, all right, all right, come on, who's gonna play some golf with me? Um, but you know, it's it's fun for us to be able to do that. Um, like I said, uh, to be able to take your mind off. You know, it, it can be a, a pressure-packed season, especially at the start. Everybody's, um, you know, wound up excited, but also, um, you know, anxious and not, and not knowing totally what to expect coming into camp, coming into the year. And, um, you know, we get a few rounds of golf in, and, and you know, it's fun just to um, kind of shoot the bull a little bit and uh, and have a good time before we, uh, before we kick things off. All right, let's end on this. We're roughly six weeks from the Winter Classic. So, A, what are your is your excitement level for that? And, B, when's the last time you played hockey outdoors? Wow. Um, I'll go with the, the last part of that sure. question. The last, part, last time I played hockey outdoors, I don't think I've ever played a, an actual game nice. okay. outdoors. So, um, But um, I grew up um, during my um, – hockey uh playing years at my grandparents house and they had uh they had a lake in the backyard um so i was out there all the time um and you're just kind of you're waiting for uh the cold weather to come in michigan it came pretty quick (laughs) um but you know you're just kind of waiting for the for the ice to freeze and so you can be able to you know you're out there grabs up there drilling the hole trying to figure out if it's safe enough to go on you know i would go on if it was a you know an inch of ice probably not the safest but i'll try um so you know going into you know start hearing rumblings of the possibility of us um you know playing in a winter classic game and um you know just just getting excited for that and when they announce it it's it's a it's a really special deal um you know we've got a couple guys that have played some outdoor games but um for a lot of us it's a uh it's a first and and a first at this level um definitely so um to be able to kind of bring up those those feelings of um you know childhood in the game at such a raw level i mean that is Mm -hmm. that is kind of the start of you know a, a lot of guys hockey playing experience um playing outdoors just getting out there and absolutely loving just being on the ice getting a stick in your hand um back then i used to score a lot of goals Um, (laughs) so hopefully you know i can bring some of those feelings back up too but 
um, you know, it's just definitely something to look forward to. It's a special, special day um, to be able to have uh, your family and friends there to uh, to be a part of it. And, um, you know, just really, really looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, Wadi, here's to putting at least one in the net in Dallas. Uh, jerseys are available in the team store now, by the yes. way. But uh, thanks so much for doing this. We're happy to have you here for three more years. And that's plenty more time to get you back on the podcast. All right, fair enough. Hey, whenever you need me, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Up next, we'll have some more details on the Predators heading to Europe for the 2020 NHL Global Series and how it came to be. Matt Irwin honored by his junior club and Matthias Ekholm helping to grow the game. This is the Predators official podcast on ESPN 1025 The Game. Segment three of the Preds official podcast on ESPN 1025 The Game. For more, go to NashvillePredators.com slash podcast. And always, you can listen on the Game Nashville app. Thomas Willis, Brooks Bratton, both of us have NashvillePredators.com. I'm the first, he's the latter. Calvin Smith behind the board once again as our producer. We wanted to chat a little bit further about the NHL Global Series coming up in 2020, which will kick off the Preds' 2021 regular season already. Ugh. <laughs> Seems don't even like so saying far, those, don't even so like close. saying those numbers. Uh, but yes, yeah, so the news broke on Friday last yeah. week. So As we had, I was on a bus in Colorado on the way to the airport, we had very little to add at that point, um, and so we wanted to at least flesh it out, give a little bit more context. Yeah. So the team, as we kind of sort of said last week, but just to confirm, the team will complete their training camp. The Predators will in Bern, Switzerland, home of Roman Yossi and Yannick Weber, by playing an exhibition game against SC Bern, the club that they played for. Growing up at post finance arena as part of the nhl global series challenge they will then head to prague czech republic to open the 2020 21 season against the boston bruins at o2 arena game dates as well as broadcast and ticketing information will be available at a later date but not too too far off we don't think yes and we did release this on a recent story that you wrote so there will be from the predators either some recommended or even through them specifically some ticket plans and some packages and some travel plans after the new year, though, so give it a couple months. Yeah. Again, let's let's do the Winter Classic first. Let's crush yeah. that. And we know it's much um, easier to get to Dallas than it is to get to Prague. Yes, yes. For we, those, there, <laughs> are, there are folks that want to go. Again. Uh, we had one loyal listener. Gosh, I can't remember his name. Is it Brian? Sure. Said that he wants to buy us a beer in Prague already. Oh, yeah. We yeah, go? we'll have to look that up. Yeah, that was fun. I'll, um, I'll find it. Keep talking. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, again, we recognize that Predators fans set the record for road attendance for buying tickets for a Winter Classic. Not necessarily <laughs> expecting those kind of numbers. Um, for when it comes to the NHL Global Series. But we know some of you want to go, and that will happen. But, you know, just be a little patient. We'll get the dates. We'll get some more details coming soon. I got it. It's Andrew, not Brian. Andrew, Andrew wants to buy us a beer. But if someone is named Brian that wants to buy us, well, neither of us drink beer, though. <laughs> so, Andrew, neither <laughs> Thomas nor I drink beer. Yeah, or one of those. So if you'd like to come up with something else to buy us mm. in Prague. Yeah, like a lovely juice. or a... <laughs> I mean, I love wine. I'll have wine. Sure. You'll have... I was going to say sparkling water, but I hate sparkling water. I don't <laughs> know, why, like I don't know why I was going to say that. I also love sparkling water. So yeah. either of those work, Andrew, just for planning purposes. Yes. Or thanks you, for that. We're looking you know about a delicious water. You yeah. know, maybe European water is better. I don't know. I would try that. <laughs> We're looking forward to it. Roman Yossi and Yannick Weber sure are as well. Yeah. Uh, spoke to both of them out on the road. Just what it, what's it going to be like to play an mm. NHL game in your hometown? And I, I think both of them thought that there was no way this could ever happen. Yos, it was actually funny, has played against the New York Rangers yes. while he was playing for the game was not Burn. close, I'm told. He said he think it, thinks it was like 8-1 to one or something ridiculous. Mm. So, Well, so two things on that quickly. So there's a lot of global series that happens. So 
at least in my mind, the Predators are following what the Philadelphia Flyers just did effectively, which is play a local team, then complete your training camp, and then play an NHL team. Conversely, the Tampa Bay Lightning, Buffalo Sabres, they just went over. This was just like, I guess, last week when this got announced. They both went over and played back-to-back, so played a doubleheader against each other, completed their season series. So what's unique about that, because since you raised the Roman Yossi point, the Flyers lost to the local yeah. team. <laughs> Again, it was like a pre, it's still preseason. Of course, it doesn't count in your 82 games, but lost to the local team. So uh, we'll see. Um, and then the second thing that I would say is if you haven't heard this, and this story is available on com. So Roman Yossi's older brother is named Yannick. Mm-hmm. So Yannick Yossi. So Yannick Yossi and Yannick Weber are the same age, mm-hmm. and they were playing on a team together. Roman Yossi, as a lot of you know, player uh, kids and, ch- and children that eventually become professional athletes do, was so good. He then kind of started leveling up and playing a tougher competition. But again, funny that Yannick and Yannick were friends, and Roman Yossi was you know sort of friends, and then I started playing with them as well. Yeah. So, so, so Yannick Weber and Roman Yossi have known each other. I mean, Yannick's known him since he was like six years old, which is crazy. Yeah, j- but- just in any way you didn't know that context. And then again, real value here when Yannick. Weber, I guess I have to specify, was a free agent from the Vancouver Canucks. Mm-hmm. Roman kind of put in a good word for him and said, hey, I know this guy. I know we're looking for a third pair defenseman, and I think this guy could be the one to fulfill the role. So um, kind of cool that both from specifically Burn and they both get mm-hmm. to play there. Grew up together and they're going back home. Uh, another defenseman who was out and about back home this week. Matt Irwin, one of 20 million Nashville Predators players that are from Vancouver. Yeah, right. Uh, he actually hung back for a day to go back to Vancouver Island, back to the town of Nanaimo on Vancouver Island. Uh, the, the Nanaimo Clippers, the team he played for in the BCHL during his junior days, he became the first member of their Wall of Honor, which is really quite yeah. cool. Former captain uh, for the Clippers. So he goes back there, gets honored. Pre-game, they give him a framed jersey. He drops the puck. Puck in one hand, his son Beckham wearing his number 52 daddy Predators jersey in the other hand. Iconic, sure. Awesome red hair. We all love that. (laughs) Uh, So really cool for Matt. I I tweeted um, some photos from that from Nanaimo. Uh, I tweeted that. So they had some photos out there. So uh, shout out to them for posting those. And really cool for Matt Irwin. Well, and just one more mention. I know we've hit this a couple times on this show, but just in case you've missed it, again, on the Preds website, I mean, you just completed this video series this summer centering around the draft, going to Matt Irwin's hometown, seeing where he grew up, seeing his childhood home, doing the same with Dante Fabro, and then with Ryan Johansson and Colton Sissons. Like, it's really cool footage that we just don't get a lot because the draft was out there and that those guys were in town as well. Like, again, the draft, I don't know, maybe we'll go to uh, Roman Yossi's hometown when we're in Bern, or hometown, we'll Go to his home. Yikes. Maybe we'll go to his home. That's yeah. what I meant to say. Uh, but anyway, so, I mean, cool that we even got that opportunity. So just in case you missed that, there, there are long video features that are worth checking out. I kind of felt like a local, honestly, after going back to Vancouver, having done that over the summer and spending yeah. a week there. I was like, oh, yeah, the island. You got to take a ferry to get out there. Oh, Here's yeah. how you do it. Blah, See, blah, blah. could have been a local. Well, wow. again, so it's funny. Um, one more Yossi story. His dad's name's Peter, and so he's come on several, several father's trips, I guess, at this point. And I still remember... I think one of the first ones that he was on, I went to go interview him. Um, I think it was in Tampa Bay. Um, and I went up to him and I was like, hey, so you work at a factory, like a honey factory or something that like then impacts the Toblerone candy? And he just like looked at, you know, I think it was me and one of the reporters, and just like so shocked. And he was like, how do you know this? And I was like, <laughs> we talked to your son a lot. Like we, <laughs> we really dig to find things sometimes. So who knows? Maybe we'll get to tour 
Oh my goodness. Peter Yossi's Honey Factory or whatever that is. Again, is like I- Yossi's had to clear a few times because then it got like spun out of control and people thought he worked at the Toblerone factory, which is not true. Well, yeah, and I don't think he even necessarily like, I don't yeah, think he's, he's not like out on there the, getting He's the not honey. like on the assembly line. Yeah. Like again, I think he's like a manager he's of some a kind of operations. I, maybe he is. <laughs> maybe we'll get to go to that too. So that's exciting. And then one more <laughs> defenseman. Doing something really cool. So Matthias Eckholm and his fiance Ida Bjornstad, who hosts the other Predators podcast, yes. Off Ice with Ida and Julie, uh, launched On Ice with... So it's Off Ice with Ida and Julie. On Ice with Eki is the program that they have launched. I get it. Right? It all makes sense now. Uh, it gives underprivileged students a chance to try the game through a physical education class curriculum. The equipment's free. It's a six-week program. Uh, and the, if the kids like it, they can choose to continue... In Pred's youth hockey programs, if they wish, at Fort Ice Center Antioch, and Eki and Ida will help to fit those costs as well. Uh, so really cool thing that Matthias is doing there. They already do this back home in Sweden. They have a camp like this for mm-hmm. some underprivileged children. Because you said, look, I get it. Hockey is expensive, and not everyone has the ability to get all the equipment, get out, and try it. He's like, I want everybody to be able to experience the joy that I feel when I play because my best memories are when I played. As a kid. So he wants everybody to experience that. And you can read that story as well on NashvillePredators.com. Wow. This has been a well promoted uh, NashvillePredators.com segment <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Let's get to your Twitter questions and a giveaway in just a moment on the next segment of the Preds Official Podcast on ESPN 1025 The Game. To the graveyard. Oh, cause I keep digging myself down deeper. I won't stop till I Welcome back to the Predators official podcast, ESPN 1025 The Game, streaming on the Game Nashville app, Brooks Bratton and Thomas Willis, jamming to the catchy sounds of Halsey, who, by the way, like collaborated better, but okay. She collaborated with, you, uh, with okay. Lady A, uh, Lady Annabellum, during the Country Music Awards, yes. which were at the Bridgestone Arena this past week. The Sweet collaboration. They did one of Lady A's songs, and then they did that song, Graveyard by Halsey. Really good. Check that out if you're interested. Mm-hmm. And we'll keep chugging right along here. Uh, the winner of our contest, which we asked uh, when and where and why and how do you listen Fascinating to the Preds podcast? I am utterly amazed how many of you not only live outside the state of Tennessee, but around the world to listen to this yeah. podcast. And also, in all sincerity, thank you. Like I, That's, I was that's like, really cool. I texted you one point. I was like, does anyone who lives in Tennessee <laughs> listen to this show? Like, are you kidding me? So, To which I said to you, I, maybe they just don't, the people who live in Tennessee don't think they're live in an exotic locale enough to mention it. Hey, if you live in Nashville, that's pretty special. I love Nashville. But still, like... Uh, Sao Paulo? Yeah. England? All, all over the world. It all over the world. Incredible. We Australia? know we have Sweden and Finland. Sure. Yeah, that was really cool. So thanks for telling us when and where uh, you listen. We love hearing that kind of thing. But, so that was how you entered into our contest. So that contest was for a Predge license plate holder, sticker, keychain, the whole works. Uh, a gentleman who has been killing it with the questions lately, too, by the way, Kevin Murphy is the winner of our Predators license plate holders. So you can display that proudly on Kevin. your Kevin! And uh, I'll reach out and we'll figure out a way to get that to you. Our giveaway this week, and I have a lot of these, so this may be the giveaway until we get into 2020. It's appropriate. Unless we find something else. Uh, a Predators Christmas ornament. Predators holiday ornament. Uh, looks great wherever you choose to place it. You're already listening to Christmas music, so you're probably thinking about where you're going to put your Christmas tree. Sure you are. Now you've got an ornament. Sure. So uh, how will folks enter to uh, get a chance to win this Christmas ornament? Easy. Hashtag Preds Podcast. If you want to tag Brooks and I in the tweet, it just makes it easier. But no, Hashtag Preds Podcast is all you have to do. Yeah. Let us know your favorite Christmas song. 
Wow. Favorite Christmas song. Already. Doing and it. then we'll start playing it on the show. Yeah, cause... we'll talk about Thanksgiving next week. We got time. Yeah, we aim to please. It's a it's a B it's a B list holiday. <laughs> <laughs> wow, sorry Thanksgiving. Christmas is A list. <laughs> um, another thing I wanted to mention: so the Predators announced two different new ticketing plans this week. Um, the first one, nationalpredators.com slash rivalry, is the place to go. Very simple. So really, for the best games, and kind of in my opinion, that the Preds play: so Blackhawks, Blues. Bruins, Vegas Gold Knights, Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, some of those premier games. Um, it's only a two-game pack. So you just pick one game and that you want to go to, and then you pick another game that you want to go to. NationalPress.com slash rivalry is a place to do it. it. It starts this Saturday, for example. Of course, the Blackhawks are a rival. Um, so check that out there. The other is that they've actually moved some seats around and are reopening a select number of season tickets. So that's NashvillePredators.com slash season. It's called the Welcome to Smashville Pack, but effectively, from this point on, you would become a full-season ticket citizen with all of those benefits. So that means playoff tickets, um, access to those as well. So check that out if you kind of were like, you know, hey, I might want to be a season ticket holder and you aren't, check it out. That's the place to go. Um, or again, if you only are able to commit to a smaller amount of games, the Rivalry Pack is for you. And hey, well, I'll say this too. Gold Friday's coming. The rest of the world calls oh. it Black Friday. We call it Gold Friday. Get ready for deals. Those buckle, are coming. Buckle up. Cool. Let's get to these questions. We sort of talked about this already, but friend of show Russell said, is the sky falling? No. Okay. Uh, Will wants to know, how does this mostly young team bounce back early on in the season after three rough losses? So, Will, one, I would argue that this is not a young team at all. I was just going to say that. I would say this is actually a veteran team. If you're going by age, yeah. like average age, this is actually the oldest team in the National Hockey League. Yeah. Somewhat a... Uh, Again, very much skewed by Dan Hamuson Pecorini. Sorry, yes, guys. Yes, but uh, the gentleman from The Athletic I saw posted that a few weeks ago. Right. The Predators actually had the oldest team in the NHL. Right. I would also Again, say... Again, the average age is around 28. So, yeah. That, so that's considered old. But, yeah, but still. which is crazy. But So I, I would also say that uh, this team at this point has been through just about anything you could possibly go through mm-hmm. in the last two to three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we talked about in the first segment, they're fine. It's November. It's <laughs> it's a yeah. short little losing streak, and they'll they'll find a way to get back on track here. So yeah, um, I, I, think, I, I am not overly concerned. I think you and I would say this, and a lot of the fans are to this point as well. There's a lot of ebbs and flows in the season. So to me, it's going into the numbers and even just the eye test of what the team looks like, right? Like we talked about, it. the offense needs to be better. Special teams needs to be better. It will be, and it'll get there. You know, like when the Preds have won three games in a row, they're not the best team in the world. When they lose the three, they're not the worst either. So this is still a telling month, though. We've talked about this a few times on the show. You've got Colorado Avalanche that you've already played once. You've got the St. Louis Blues you're about to play a home-and-home home series with. You're going to see the Winnipeg Jets for the first time next week. So... You are going to learn, at least at this point in the season, where the Predators rank within their division. And at this point in how the schedule is set up in the playoff format, it's all about where you rank in your division. So I am interested to see where they go from here. Uh, Steven said, would the Preds rather resign Craig Smith or Michael Granlin? Which we know Michael, Mikhail. Mikhail Granlin. Goodness, I'm rubbing off on me. Some people are calling him <laughs> Michael up there. Um, <laughs> Mikhail Granlin. Uh, so we know that they're both going to be unrestricted. UFAs, uh, coming yeah. Coming up, UFAs coming up. I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a big question, especially early on like this. Yeah, feels a bit premature to answer now. Um, if you're you know, really pressuring me to, I would say... I don't know that both resign, so I agree with that. Yeah. I, I would be surprised if both do. 
Um, just from a, not because to say you don't just want money. them, but yeah, just, just from money. a money standpoint. Yeah, so I, it very well could be one or the other. It could be neither. Um, but that being said, I think the body of work gets looked at a little bit more than, you know, oh, hey, in the last 10 games, you were great. Therefore, we're going to commit to a four to five year deal. You're you're not going to do something like that. So um, we'll see. Big, big, no question. Big year for Smith and Granlin. No question. For both it, whether they stay and sign with the Preds, whether they both do or whether they move on. Um, contract years are something that gets talked about a lot. For that reason, because whether we like it or not, we all have recency bias. Whichever GM you are, you see that and you're like, oh man, this guy could do this. That's why every year, the guy that scores like 12 goals out of nowhere in the playoffs gets like the $5 million deal. Because yeah. they're like, oh, he performs in the clutch. Yeah. So I would argue it's not a real thing. But anyways. No, so it's, yeah, so it's very much a thing the whole season. So we will see how that plays out. Jared, what are the players' favorite podcasts besides the POP, of course? This is a good question. I, I kind of want to... Now that we've had yeah, pretty much everyone, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, we'll have to do an informal poll around the room. We, we won't be able to think of this in the moment. We just had said, had someone the other day, I think it was last season actually, so way <laughs> way the other day, <laughs> the that, other day that we were talking to him about our podcast, and they're like, "Man," he and he was like, "This is really the thing." I've started listening to whatever. So, oh, I yeah, have no recollection I'll have to of remember that. that. I'm going to say cereals up there for sure. That's yeah. that's a pretty popular. We'll see. One. We'll, we'll yeah. ask some of the guys. We'll uh, Kevin, who just won a license plate holder, congrats. Uh, going for the hat trick, having a question answered on the Preds podcast three times in a row. Here you go. You got the hat trick. Uh, my question is, what road city is your favorite city to eat in? The arena does not count. So Montreal's out Ooh. because the hot dogs in Montreal, as we know, as uh-huh. we've talked yeah, about, are we've great. done a variation of this question before, yeah. yes. But just in general. Um, for me, pizza's my favorite food. I'd probably say Chicago because it's got the deep dish. For the deep dish. So yeah, we've talked out. about our favorite macaroni and cheese in St. Louis. Well, actually, just in general, sidebar, you can eat really well in Chicago. You can eat really well in Chicago. But let me interrupt myself again. So I'll be going on the road, I guess, next week to St. Louis. What you're going to get back. don't say this lightly. People say things all the time. Oh, that changed my life. It's the best ever. It is singularly the best macaroni and cheese I've ever had in my entire life. The Ritz cracker is so buttery. It is baked into it. It is available at Salt and Smoke. They are not paying me to say this. You're welcome, Salt and Smoke. That's where I'll be on Friday night. (laughs) St. Louis, Missouri. It's, It's the best. So maybe that's the reason to go there. Chicago's a really good city to eat in. New York is, of course, great. Vancouver might have my favorite meal on the road. It's uh, truffle, spaghetti, and meatballs. I love Italian food. Anybody who knows me knows yeah, that. Yeah, me too. But wow. Listeners probably know that we love Italian food. That truffle, spaghetti, and meatballs in Vancouver, uh, that's really good. And then, of course, North Italia, which is all over the NHL now yeah. and here in Nashville as well. Um, that's a good spot. So, yeah, yeah there's you, you find your spots as if you go to, as you go to cities yeah. over and over again. So, so that's what I would say. I've always said that as a positive, negative thing of NHL travel. Yes, we're traveling all over North America, but it's the same 30 places over and over again. So it kind of it can be a good thing and a bad thing, right? Like you said, you get your familiar places and your go-to spots, but then it also can be like, oh, well, we kind of always eat there. And it can be hard to venture out a little bit and try some new things. Because you're thinking to yourself, well, this is the only time I'm in this Eastern Conference city. Like, I don't want to mess it up. Yeah. So sometimes you got to branch out a little bit. I, you're right. I do look forward to a deep dish pizza in Chicago. I, I and then, for me to say that. I'm such a picky, picky and then you got to branch out. A deep dish pizza fall it because this is what you need after deep dish yes. pizza, a brownie sundae at Ghirardelle. Say it. Yeah, I'm telling you. You can, you can <laughs> eat really well in Chicago. Um, we actually uh, got a question about Disney Plus here. Nick wants to know what's your... Favorite throwback show or new show and why? So you got it. I didn't. I don't have it. I you did. Of it. course I got it. I was super excited about it. Um, actually, was thinking about this. So we, we've worked with someone. Uh, her name's Alex. And I was texting her like about it. I was so excited. And I was like, should I get the bundle or whatever? So I did. I got the Hulu and ESPN Plus bundle along with Disney Plus. And just a shout out because we actually, people might not know this. So we work 
very closely with the people at Disney streaming services and not directly the Disney plus group, but in their partnership like that, basically the back end makes NHL TV work, makes our websites and our app work. So like, I kind of feel like we're sort of associated with them. So shout out to uh, Nick true Palmer and his team. And again, we deal with them more than the Disney plus team, but still, still a big day for them. I heard, more than 10 million people signed up in the first day, which is absolutely absurd. That's insane. Um, the, one of the main reasons I got it was the new content. No question. Um, so I've already watched Mandalorian, which is a Star Wars show that Brooks has no idea what those words mean. Um, and it was great. Can't wait to watch episode two. And I've heard on Hulu you can watch Lost. Okay. Hulu you can watch Lost. Love that. How much your mother? Community, which is underrated. One of the best comedy shows of all time. So I can't wait to see that. Calvin's a fan. Uh, I yes. would love to watch Lost again. <laughs> if you're right. a Lost fan, do you know what that Send means? 4815 162342. For oh, Thomas A. Cursed. Willis, you can follow him at Tommy Willis on Twitter. I'm Brooks Bratton. You can follow me at Brooks Bratton on Twitter and Instagram and Apple Music. Tweet us your questions using hashtag Preds Podcast anytime. Always happy to answer on future shows and follow at Preds NHL on social as per usual. Episode 61 of the POP. Thanks so much for Austin Watson uh, for stopping by. That was a great chat with him. Really good to have him here for three more seasons. We're, of course, live on all the major delivery services. Please rate, subscribe, leave a review. Uh, tell us where you're listening from, even though we didn't ask you to do that this week. <laughs> Why if not? You, if you still wanted to say hi from Finland or Sweden or Thailand, we know you're out there. Say hello. Thanks see, for listening. See you guys in Smashville this week.